we had to lie down on this block, sort of like arched over this block on the floor and it fucking wrecked. And they were like, yeah, well, basically, um, we're going to put loads of flames and loads of fire and uh, loads of like just mental shit happening around you. And if you can do that, and we're going to put fire in your hands. And they were saying that and I was just like, it was a bit weird, but yeah. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You're listening to episode 87 of Sapnin Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and as of late, now, <laughs> via the education system, he is now recognised as a first class honours degree journalist. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, also known as Rumney's artist rapper. <laughs> Mo Dick, ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Morgan Richards. Wow, thank you very much, Sean. Yes, it is me, Morgan Richards, with a first class honour. This is episode 87 of Sapman Podcast. And on this episode, everyone will realise that life's not out to get you. You're just in bloom between the peace and the panic. Fucking hell, I don't know. Uh, I disagree. Number one, I disagree. <laughs> Number one, I disagree with a panage. Number okay. two, I I disagree with life isn't out to get you because it is. It is. I'm having a dreadful day. Um, but yes, this week's guest, if you couldn't tell by Morgan's dreadful, dreadful puns, are the wonderful, wonderful boys in Neck Deep. Yes, I want to call this episode Neck Deep to Neck Deeper. <laughs> we will. We should have some funky title for it, but um, I think it sounds better if you put on a dramatic um, cinematic voice, Sean. So if you could say oh, that okay. title again, just so everyone listening now can really understand how much of a blockbuster sequel this podcast episode is going to be. Okay. Coming to a podcast near you. Two men, Sean and Morgan, speak to Ben and Seb from Neck Deep. In Neck Deep 2, Neck Deeper. There you go, that's not too bad. <laughs> I quite good. enjoyed that. Thank you. Uh, if anybody's listening and needs a voiceover artist for any films, animations, anything, please get in touch at sapninpodcast.gmail.com. 
<laughs> but yes, Neck Deep are returning. This is their second appearance on the Sapman podcast. Ben is back bringing his brother Seb Barlow. And obviously, it's a huge celebration because today, right now, is the release of their new and fourth studio album. All distortions are intentional. And we're going to have a giant party just celebrating that now. Yes, yes. It was lovely to see um, Ben again, and it was lovely to chat to Seb for the first time, who then um, proceeded to follow me on Instagram. Which, so if there's any listeners of this who are thinking, oh, I wonder who the future's guests are. All you need to do is follow me on Instagram and then see who starts following me, and then you could be like, oh, two and two, nine. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, Ben and uh, Ben and Seb came on, and we had an absolutely lovely chat um, with both of them. On the first uh, podcast, if you haven't checked it out, please go back and have a listen to it. We met up with them at Cardiff Motor Point Arena and we talked to Ben about... Um, some people said that Neck Deep only got signed because Ben's father owns a record label. Mm. It's not the case anymore, is it? No. Not the case anymore. <laughs> but, but there is an update with that on this episode as well. And just in case you didn't know, uh, Seb officially joined the band earlier in 2020 after being a key figure for them behind the scenes. He's an established producer himself, did loads of Neck Deep's earliest material, as well as things like As It Is, Rome, and a whole host of bands. So the four of us are just going to talk about everything from their new album, the secrets behind it, Seb's journey, and how he became a full-time member of the band an update on the whole fuck neck deep their shit phase and two incredible credible topics of their tour with little wayne and what that was like as well as many other shenanigans but how a record producer almost scared them out of la and they almost didn't make this record yeah we had some very very interesting stories um I was pers- I was specifically eager to talk about Lil Wheezy, Lil Wayne, mm. as you'll find out. Yeah, it's super interesting. So yeah, thanks again to Ben and Seb. As we mentioned, we've done a previous podcast with Neck Deep, and I'm sure we've done one with at least one of your other favorite bands by now. So please have a look online. If, go to Twitter and Instagram at Pod. That's at S A W P E N I N P O D, and uh, yeah. Check out Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith online and look back at some of the previous episodes. Yes, give us a follow on the social media pages. Send us a message. Let us know who you'd like us to speak to in the future. And as Sean said, go back and listen to all the previous episodes. Uh, Neck Deep Volume 1, I don't know, uh, is episode 12 with Ben and Matt. And yeah, there's a whole host of episodes from every single episode aspect of the music industry so you'll enjoy you'll learn something and if you think oh god all this is so good i want even more content in my ears then why not head over to patreon.com forward slash sapnid where there's even more bonus exclusive content and you get to join our love and community and become a sapnid podcast family member right i know we talk about it every week but i have to i have to i have to talk about it this week this podcast community has become something bigger than me, bigger than you, mm. bigger than us as a force together. Um, I just want to say thank you very much to everybody involved in it. Um, last week they did something absolutely beautiful where they secretly had a whip round for somebody who's not um, doing too good at the time. And to see that they 
raised that amount secretly. I didn't even know till like the last couple of days that they were doing this, this the sly bastards. But yeah, they did something absolutely beautiful for somebody and uh, it's unbelievable. I am honored to be part of it. So thank you very much to the guys in the community who are the most caring and kindful bunch I've ever come across in my life. Yeah, same here, literally. They're some of the best people you'll ever meet. And that's at patreon.com forward slash sapnin. If you want to see what it's all about and join our ever-growing and lovely community, we love every single person in there. Um, so before we go into the... Before we bring in the boys from Neck Deep now, won't go too longer, but as Sean did mention, I've said celebration this episode is a little bit, so I just want to touch, as Sean mentioned in the start, got my university... Uh, results this yes. week. Yes, um, you did. So now, what were you what, what were you expecting? Were you expecting like a two one? Um, I was hope. Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking like, oh, two one would be good, and you know, first would be amazing. But you know, face it, it's not going to happen. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows I get words wrong and make shit jokes and ask silly questions. So, am I really going to get a first for you know journalism and get a degree from being a first? But it turns out. But he did. So really, what we need to do is really have a strong look at the education system, is what you're saying now. Um, I'm just saying, <laughs> let's not send any of these podcasts to the people who mark university degrees. Imagine that. Imagine <laughs> if the people who mark the degree called me back in and were like, oh, I, uh, yeah, you failed. Um <laughs> I've listened to you try and say journalist in like one of the early episodes and you said journalist and guess what you can't be a journalist you can't have a degree in journalism if you can't say it (laughs) (laughs) oh madness oh I need but but again congratulations you swatty shithead you absolute (laughs) swatty nerdy virgin you're a nerdin you're a nerdy virgin swatty I got a degree well guess what I fucking have it I got nothing to show for it shit piss I've done nothing I've done nothing it's fine I, I won't. I won't throw my degree in your face throughout this this podcast and future episodes or anything, Sean. Oh, but when you get, it. have you got it? Have you got the I actual no, degree? Not yet. It oh, hasn't come in the post I, yet. I was going to say because I can't see it right now on the camera, so I, I'd imagine if you'd had it, I would have just been looking at a degree for the. Hi, Sean Morgan. Here. I'm better than you. <laughs> But I just wanted to take a few seconds just to say thank you to everyone who sent a message through the podcast or to me personally and stuff for everything uh, for the results. It's been seriously overwhelming. I've had so many messages. I'm still in the process of trying to reply to them all. So I'm sorry if I haven't got to yet, but I love you all very, very much. Thank you. It's been so overwhelming. I don't know how I've done it, but here we are. Morgan Richards, degree in journalism. Yes, um, go and say congratulations if you want to to Morgan at mhrichards underscore on Instagram and Twitter and I don't know Facebook and TikTok. Got a TikTok yet? No, we should. No, I don't know what we would do, but I think we should. No. Nah, no, 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 no. Okay. No. Um, I'm um, 
Yeah, I've had sex with someone, and I'm um, I'm an adult, so oh. I'm probably not going to have TikTok. Ooh, look at you showing off. But anyway, let's get in <laughs> <laughs> to the wonderful boys from Neck Deep. This is Ben and Seb. Their new record, All Distortions Are Intentional, is out today. It's bloody awesome. Go and buy a copy, but first, listen to them tell you how fantastic it is. Yes, their song Fall is fucking Cracking, I've been listening to a lot lately. Anyway, here we go. Sapnin! Sapnin! Neck deep too. Neck deeper. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Sapnin! 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 Sapnin. Sapnin. Yes! Yes! Yes. <laughs> this week on Sapnin Podcast, our guests are the fantastic Ben and Seb from Neck Deep. Thank yes. you so much for coming back, boys. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Just, uh, well, to be honest, I had such a shit time last time. I thought I'd come back to it just to ruin it this time and just let you know how bad it was. Um, I haven't spoke to you since then, so I just thought I'd give you some pointers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've been keeping up with it, boys. It doesn't seem to be going that well. Here's, here's, here's a couple of Ben's ideas. Um, yeah, so yeah, Ben's back for a second time, but we've got... Um, Sapnin first timer. Uh, I nearly said virgin, but that's not that's not nice. Um, Sapnin first timer. <laughs> wow. The the wonderful Seb. Uh, how are you, Seb? I'm all good. I'm chilling. Um, yeah, been super busy, but all good. Nice. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. Oh, no pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, all hours. Yeah. How's uh, how's things being with you guys anyway during the, these crazy crazy times? 
All right. To a be lot fair. Of adapting. Yeah, a lot of adapting, but we've had a lot to take our mind off the the, the craziness. Obviously, album on the way, so that's that's been a nice distraction. Um, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a good point. It has been nice to just have that like light at the end of the not really light at the end of the tunnel, but just like that thing to focus on and be stoked about just to like keep us going through stuff has been really fun yeah i think if we didn't have that we'd be uh we'd definitely be feeling it i think they got a point halfway through this lockdown where i was like i am a piece of shit i don't do anything i just play fifa all day and i wake up and fucking one in the afternoon and just stroll around in my pants and do nothing i'm a piece of shit but then as the albums got close i'm like oh yeah i'm in a band forgot about that so, <laughs> um, that's been good yeah yeah but I, I suppose for you ben especially like it must be weird to have just time off not being on the road as constantly as neck deep as being and stuff in the past yeah man super weird super super weird um like i think I don't know if we'd have anything on this weekend, but like over the last couple of weeks, we should have been in like Sweden, Ireland, going download, fucking uh, Reading and Leeds coming up next month. We would have had, you know, gone over to America to do some bits, like, and all that's kind of been taken away. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's a bit weird. It's, it's been nice being at home in, in, in ways, you know, it's been, it's been good being able to like sit and chill with me, missus and me dog and that, but it's definitely made me fucking forget out like, like made me realize how much you love touring. Cause I think it's easy to get a little bit, um, you know, same with anyone as, you know, someone who's got the best job in the world is going to get to a point where they go like, Oh, you know, it's pretty, pretty standard procedure for me, but you know, not being on tour has definitely made me realize like, Oh my God, I, how much like, I need to be out and about and be traveling and doing stuff. Um, yeah, like I said, you know, you get to a point where you go, I can only play so much FIFA and scratch my ball so much before <laughs> I start getting fucking cabin fever. So, um, yeah, it's definitely made me like giving me the itch to get back out um, when that'll be. Pff, fuck knows. But yeah, it has been odd. Like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Seb, we were talking just before this and I asked how, how has it been since you joined? And um, you, your answer was genius. <laughs> easy i've done fuck all we haven't been doing anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> sound the easiest i mean i don't mind like i don't have any point of reference for being on tour so much i'm used to being like in a room on my own or like just doing my thing all the time so it hasn't really been much of a bother for me but in terms of like fitting in and joining the band and all that it's it, it was this it's the same as it's always been so it's it's dead easy yeah, so, I mean, the band pretty much started in, his, in your bedroom, really, Seb. Like, you know, I, I was, you know, one of the founding members, whatever, you know, that, that definitely gives me a nice ego boost when I say that. I like that. Makes me feel good when I say that. Founding member. Makes me sound like founding father. Um, but Seb pretty much was as well, you know. He was, Seb was there when Seb recorded our first stuff, you know, did it in his bedroom. So it really has just been like nothing's really that different. And we've always done that anyway. We've always like written music together and recorded music together. Like it's, we've been, yeah, writing and recording music together for Yeah, a long, I was long always time. the annoying little brother that when you had bands around, I would come up and just start hounding people for ciggies or, you know, saying, oh, throw that DVD in my face for a cig or sellotape a fork to my head for a, for a cig or something like that and then through that wormed my way in and uh you know eventually convinced seb to, to record me for once 
And yeah, and now you can afford your own cigs. So yeah. it's a full yeah. circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big boy now. Big boy now. Get served. Get ID'd. Never, haven't been ID'd in years, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but with all that as well, how did the really process of Seb becoming an official member of the band come about? Because, you know, as you said, big fans of Neck Deep will know that, you know, Seb, you've just been always there in the background working on stuff, produced a lot of the early material. But how did it transition to being in the background to now actually being an official member of Neck Deep? I think the biggest like spur for me personally, like, uh, but, like it's kind of, I say a long answer, but I guess the short of it is like right time, right place. But like without it being too much of a fucking PR thing, I just like connected with the album a lot. Like I just loved it start to finish and it really resonated with me. And like, I, I would, I wanted to play these songs live. Like I wanted to like, feel a part of it you know what i mean but we it, it came about even, even shorter story actually we got fucking battered in a weather spoons and you suggested it and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. Said, drop it really so yeah. there you go <laughs> even shorter answer but sorry go on no no that that was literally what i was going to say next the short of it is we got say, we, in weather we, should mention, we should mention the fact that we were well I was bladder. You you were a bit more on it, but oh god, yeah. I remember you saying that, and my pissed brain just going, "What? You want to be in the band?" Because it was weird for me. Because I remember the reason I even wanted to be in a band from the start really was from watching you play shows all the time and being like, "Fuck, that looks like the sickest thing ever." You know, being around recording you recording bands and stuff. And when you would stop playing in bands, yeah, I, that was to me like I, that was quite a big deal and. I thought, oh, that's it then. Seb's never going to want to be in a band ever again. And he's quite happy just, you know, recording and writing with bands and stuff. And that's just, you know, that's Seb. He's happy to do that. So when you were like, I want to join the band, for me, it's like that was a fucking, you know, me head span around a bit. So, um, yeah, but again, I think it was a no-brainer for the rest of the guys in the band because obviously we had Josh and stuff as well. And, you know, Josh was kind of like not a, a, a temporary uh, member but it was kind of like it wasn't nothing was set in stone and there was no n- nothing there it was just like said suggested it and it immediately felt like right that's neck deep then like because you've always been a, a part of the puzzle it was just like finally you know wanting to be a, a, a member was like that that um that that final kind of bit really and um mm. I always got my I always got my fix from like writing and recording with other bands so like I could feel like connected and like invested in the records I make but when they're released or you know you send them off to school or whatever like I don't have as much of like an emotional attachment to like how it does or whatever but yeah this album was a special one for me in it it would it would have felt I would have I would have really regretted it if like like going to the shows and watching them play it and I couldn't play those songs as well it would have hurt yeah well yeah um yeah the album is out today today this the the day this podcast gets released is the day the album is out so uh yeah i, it's gonna I was be- gonna say shit is it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i thought it was thursday <laughs> <laughs> yeah now yeah i mean yeah that's a bit of a scare it's, it's exciting yeah yeah um i say it's you look scary, excited but- I uh, I don't know. I it's it's a weird one because like I am excited, but at the same time I'm I'm pretty just like quietly confident. Like I know that this record's going to be 
going to be a good record and I know fans are going to love it. Like, I think early on, especially I was like, one of the things I've realised in the sort of, in the lockdown period and since we've been putting out music and stuff, I think when we first, or maybe actually since we finished the record, like, I think when we were first like talking about the record and we were getting ready to go in and record it, I had this big thing of like, oh, it needs to be, you know, oh, it'd be sick if some of this could get on radio and I want this to make us like a massive mainstream band. And I think like the more the time's gone on, I've kind of gone like, I don't know if that's net deep though, being like this, you know, mainstream band and just coming to terms of like, as long as our fans love it and as long as there is some semblance of success from it, like I'll, I'll be proud of this no matter what. So like well, just growth, just like, I think always like the biggest thing is just like, keep, like keep reaching more people yeah. like is that is the biggest one i guess yeah but I, I think as well i just learned that like you know what like it's it's not as yeah as long as it's as long as we're proud of it and as long as there is some growth there then it's there's nothing to really worry about like i know it's going to be successful and i know that fans are going to love it so i think now that i've taken that pressure off myself that unnecessary pressure of like this is going to be fucking number one in every country and we've got to be the next fucking blink or something it's like nah it's just it just doesn't doesn't bother me anymore i think like really we're there to just like do our thing and just evolve as a band like we don't need just to just to rephrase just to rephrase what i said about like reaching more people maybe that was a bit broad i think basically what you said ben of just like connecting with people more like not just like people hearing it or whatever but our fans like it connects with them and if it can you know i guess it's like deep connection i always look for yeah. or hope for and I feel it with the record and I'm sure that, that fans will. So really, I'm, I'm quite chill about it. It's daunting because it's like, shit, you know, new record coming out. Fuck, this is kind of going to define the next few years of our band. But I've, I've got no worries with it, really. I'm, this, I'm was the e- this was the easiest record to make. And I think the one that everyone is most happy and satisfied with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think where we recorded it was like a huge... Um, a huge factor in that because we've recorded in, in like LA and done the whole circus before and it's been fucking a bit of a nightmare to be honest like the last record Peace in the Panic as much as yeah good record like that was just such a pressure cooker like we were there picking fucking singles when we had three or four songs down because we had just you know label pressure and whatever like yeah we need to get these video shoots booked it's on it's on their home turf so they were always about yeah they were always about and there was always an la as well because it's so fucking you know it's 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 all just one kind of big circle jerk really it's kind of like so many fucking distractions so many people going into the studio and wanting to listen to shit and like as well everyone's on a schedule there so it's like from nine to seven is your time and then from there go and uh, yeah, it's just it just wasn't a great environment to write in and then just being a bit closer to home everyone living together and living within the studio i think like was just made the experience like so so much better like just and we all just felt so much better like it was the least stressed i, I definitely had my moments i definitely had my you know where i was struggling with songs or whatever and i was freaking out a bit but for the most part mm. um I wasn't booting off at people for going to Disneyland while I was sat in the apartment trying to write. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was way easier this time around. Uh, yeah, how dare you go on the Harry Potter ride while I'm trying to write lyrics? <laughs> Literally, it was. It was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Going in the happiest place on earth, and I'm in fucking hell on earth, sweating in an Airbnb. Well, you're all right, just fucking having a good old time. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Oh, no way. 
Oh, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, how long? Um, yeah, how long did this record take to make? Well, I don't know. Six um, weeks. I mean, weeks we were in the studio. It. Yeah, we were in the studio for six weeks, but um, it's just no. Uh, about a year, about a year and a half, maybe writing. Yeah, I remember writing in October the year before, and we went out to LA. Uh, March last year or something for like a couple of bits. Yeah, year and a half of writing maybe. Yeah, we went out to LA in March because we were like meeting producers and stuff. And that's how we met Squire who ended up producing the record. He was the first person we met. Yeah, literally the first person we met and within about half an hour we were like, right, he's doing the record then. Shall we cancel all these other meetings and just fucking dick about two weeks? So that's basically what happened. Um, and so, yeah, um, I guess LA is good for for that at least you know meeting people but um yeah we shipped him out here for the record and took about six weeks so all in all quite a quite a snappy record to make weird a weird like way we did it as well was like i mixed the record in a bedroom while we were still like doing the record so like we fit like there'd be a song finished and then i'd just take a hard drive and go to my room and mix it and start on another song it was quite like we nearly had the like record finished by the time we like left the studio we had like test masters and shit it was weird wow yeah Yeah. that's yeah that's pretty much unheard of um yeah breaking new ground mate yeah i was i was gonna say before like we we were saying like if we didn't have a record like i don't know what we'd be doing but like we're a pretty like a well-oiled machine as members i guess like i've got the studio it's like we've all got like home setups and stuff we figured out how to like remote record west is sick of videos and graphic design like i think we would have kept ourselves busy yeah, we would have done some of that, but it's good to not have to fucking scramble for, for, for content. Of, of course, of course. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but we have been putting out a lot of, of yeah, content. I hate, I kind of hate that word, to be honest. Yeah, content. yeah me too. It kind, of dr- it kind of grates on me. It's like, there's, it's just like anything creative that you do, no matter what it is, just gets put under the abre- umbrella of like content. And it's and it's art not his content. It's, yeah, Music it's not is art, content. Yeah, exactly. It's not art. It's not expression. It's not like something that you put your heart. It's just content. It's just for people. It's just like fucking annoys me. Consume but, this. Yeah, we have put out a lot of content. Um, recently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice, but what's the um all the reception I've seen for like she's a god and fall and stuff has been awesome. Are you guys happy with it all so far? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you know. I think when you get to the point that we're at, we've been a band like getting on 10 years now. And like, you know, we've, we've gone through a, a big, big transformations. You're always going to get people who go, yeah, it's not the, it's not you singing about a girl as a fucking 17 year old. Nah, it's shit. <laughs> like, I saw one comment that was like, you've lost all emotion and raw passion. And the song just like, fuck are you on about how the fuck do you know i'm passionate about you fucking gimp shut up it's like i've just i'm not passionate about my teenage heartbreak anymore doesn't mean that we've like completely changed for the worst and that you know all the things that we're talking about now don't have any uh you know are full of you know passion and whatever i don't know um but yeah, other than people just demanding exactly what they want to hear, the odd one, it's ninety nine point nine percent like positive. But that's ev- that's every band too. That's every band that like keeps yeah. pushing forward and doing what they want to do, and they're not going to please everyone. 
Um, yeah. And it's annoying though, because the, the shitty comments stand out more than others. And it's just like, you can have a million good ones and then that one shitty comment, you're like, fuck off. No, actually. And yeah, it's kind of annoying, but um, nah, n- uh, overwhelmingly positive. And like a lot of people kind of echo in the same sort of sentiments that we kind of feel about it. Like this is pro- like people saying like, this is going to be, you know, the best, most in depth, like most ambitious record that we've made. And um, just people really excited for the record, really um, fan response. And again, like kind of going back to what I said earlier about like, just kind of coming to terms with being, being the band that you are and not necessarily like putting so much pressure on yourself. Like one of the things I think that's helped me massively with that is just realizing how just like that our fans are more, the fans that we do have are more important than the fans we don't have. And the fans that we do have are, are more important than like the, the, the naysayers. And um, I think our fans, like maybe it's because, you know, it's, it's been locked down and everyone's attention has been there and it's given people something to look forward to, but like fan response has just been insane. Like everything we've done, like we've been, peppering people with with things we've been streaming putting out videos fucking doing all sorts of stuff and there's always people there who are like just stoked on everything we do and are always super supportive and like that and we've got it's it's cliche but we've got to where to where we are because of people like that and you know like we've 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 always felt like we've not not had to fight for things or like not had like all the support because we have had a ton of support off a lot of people but like it's it's always felt like us versus the world almost. Yeah, we've always had a lot of people who are who are there to kind of uh, who aren't on board who are, who are you know will will for some reason find it necessary to fight to the death about why you're not a great band. And it's like why well, are people arguing about what they do? I don't know. But like we've always been fighting against that, and we've always kind of been pushing against that. And our fans have like always been there through that, and have always kind of. Um, been been the proof of like well we can have a li- like not a whole lot of mainstream push and still play a show to ten thousand people and still you know pack out a tent up against fucking Guns and Roses you know it's it's <laughs> it's you know um, is that realization definitely especially over lockdown I think just with how much everyone's been interacting like how important fans are and just how like grateful we are for them. Like I, I, I would much rather, I think my, my, my focus was a little misplaced, I think going into writing this record. And I think I've kind of realized and rediscovered what it is that's actually fucking important about being in a band. Um, yeah. And nice. so, yeah, definitely fans play a huge part of that. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting to hear. Um, one thing I wanted to mention as well, I mean, you, you've talked about it there, but seeing that really evolution of Neck Deep over the years, you know, this is your fourth record now, and so much has changed in your lives, in the seeing everything since some of the early EPs. Is it, for you, is it great to see how far Neck Deep has actually come in terms of not only songwriting, but just being able to have that pop punk atmosphere that you have, but kind of step away from it a little bit as well? Yeah, definitely. Like, I think one of the, you know, we, we've been streaming on Twitch, uh, during lockdown and that's been, that's been really sick. Like that's another thing where like totally didn't expect that to be as, as sick as it has been. And it has, um, you know, a little community forming on there and that, but on there, we've been listening back to a bunch of our old stuff, done, done listening parties for our old stuff. And yeah, like I'm still really proud of all of our old stuff. Um, but it is super interesting to see that development, even from, from the inside, you know, um, like 
yeah, it's, it, it is kind of odd. And we listen back and you go, fuck, I maybe would have done that differently and blah, 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 blah. And you evolve as songwriters. But one thing that I love and one thing that I think was like a, a cool takeaway from those listening parties is that when you get down to, all right, the sound might have changed a bit and we might be, you know, pushing a new sound, uh, pushing a new sound and developing our sound. But the thing that makes us neck deep, whether that's an attitude, whether that's uh, a mindset, whether that's, um, you know, little uh, sort of sonic uh, the kind of threads that run for everything. It's all still there. Nothing's really changed in terms of like ambition and attitude from the start. It's always been the same. And I think that's something that we've definitely developed on this new record even is like, the thing that makes us neck deep, whatever that is, even I can't really put my finger on it. We've still managed to keep that very core kind of element without, without just totally changing as a band and alienating fans. Like there is something about neck deep that just makes us neck deep. And that doesn't, and that means that we don't really sound a lot like other bands. Like you say, we've still kind of got that root in pop punk, but we've managed to kind of be able to kind of expand in, in, in different directions and, I think where some of that, I think where some of that, like where you say you can't put your finger on is like, we just write the music that we want to write and we enjoy writing it. It's, it's just genuine. You know what I mean? It's not like we're like really plotting and trying to figure out all these weird ways of like writing the best song and what's hot right now and what's not. And what's, you know what I mean? It's just, we just write music that we, we love, I think is, is part of the part of the potion well that was one of the coolest things i think about this record and i think that like set a really good precedent going into this record for everyone like because you know we've said said here like the writing this record and recording this record was the the easiest and most fun and most kind of like fulfilling uh writing and recording experience that we've had and it's because we set a precedent early on of like whatever happens whatever we're writing whatever we're feeling whatever comes out just go with it you know we didn't sit there going no don't want to write pop punk songs anymore no pop punk if we write a pop punk song which we you know there are a few on the record which i think people are you know like i was saying about the naysayers earlier like fucking having their bit I think when they hear the record they're gonna go ah shit yeah maybe spoke to yeah. <laughs> ah got me fucking bastards they got me back <laughs> yeah exactly man and like we just we, we didn't tell ourselves no to anything if it felt good if it, if it sounded good if it felt good we'll go with it like there's no point tra- telling ourselves no um, and I think that was just a sick precedent to like go into a record with because like I think and we we had the thing of like it's it's good to be scared almost like we want to try and scare ourselves a little bit we want to get out of the comfort zone um it was like oh and also like not holding back i was listening to sick joke today ben and like there's that there's that line in the second verse well it's it's out now i guess but like um shoving my fingers to the back of my throat feels like, like life, life sho- is shoving its shoving its fingers to the back of my throat and you were like is that too graphic is that too much and i was and I, I remember like well the moment you pull it back from that it's like diluting it and like cheapening it almost uh, i think there's definitely some part to that on the record yeah and songs like quarry as well so, songs yeah, a like lot quarry. of honesty on this record a lot of like a, a, i don't know i think a lot of honesty on this record and like but yeah, like songs like Quarry was another one where I was, I said like a bunch of times listening back to it, like this song makes me fucking sweat because I'm like, it just, I can't, it's, it's 
it's super, super honest at points to a point where I'm like, shit, is that giving too much of myself away? But also because it's something that we've never done before, it's it's a bit more sort of spoken word, almost rap than it is. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not rapping. I wouldn't quite say it's rapping, don't worry. But like, that's the closest thing I could put it as. Like, it's, it's sort of the spoken word thing and we took an instrumental. It's kind of like the, the streets. It kind of reminds me of like that kind of yeah, like, unquote swagger to it, I guess. Yeah. And that kind of like attitude towards it, where it's a guy who is seemingly an everyday kind of guy, like really getting quite deep on a subject. And um, the the writing process for that as well, being like almost remix, I say remixing, it was literally just slowing down the instrumental to another song and going, fuck, that sounds pretty cool. Let's do some of that. Um, so yeah, you know, you've got that even in that song where we're trying something new, we're scaring ourselves, we're putting something out there, we're being as honest as we possibly can. We're not diluting anything. And I, I'm just excited for people to hear that and, and, and experience that. And I think it is a record that, like, the more you listen to it, the more you pick out little bits of, like, little nuances that, you know, maybe you don't get on the first listen, but second, third, fourth time in, you're like, oh, shit, that was fucking sick. And that's something that we've never had. I think all of our songs, generally, we've tried to just make face value, make them catchy, make them fast, make them impactful, whereas this time we, like, focus way more on the nuance and kind of like the interesting parts more than like just trying to write catchy songs i think the fact that we can like talk a lot about the record and like passionately like i will talk <laughs> and i think that's like i think that's also like adds to like how much we love it if you know what i mean we're like we can talk about it all day yeah, yeah but, but as a music thing that's good to see because you know i think that's what i want from bands is that they're excited about a record and that they're making the music they want to rather than just being like yeah you know it's coming out now it is what it is and stuff like that you you can see you're passionate about it and you can see that there's kind of a, a different atmosphere on this record yeah it's not it's not just another cycle it's not just another like hmm. oh keep us in business for another couple of years or whatever it's we invested everything into it you know it's we take we take we take we it, there's more and more pressure i guess as every record goes by so like we take it more and more seriously i guess maybe hmm but going back oh you mentioned pressure quite a bit there um do you feel like in the past neck deep have had that kind of pressure to really tick boxes about stuff now, now and again i mean with everything you've talked about you seem that there's a more free atmosphere on this record why is that um yeah i i, I get you definitely like i think um there's a level of expectation when it comes to neck deep and i think there's a level of anticipation whether that's whether you're a fan of the band or whether you you either don't like the band or you never heard the band really there's a there's a level of expectation for it and we've definitely always kind of felt that sort of that pressure as we're you know as we've been as we've been going and yeah definitely i think you know people have given us you know all these various uh, kind of accolades or whatever you want to call them of like oh you know fucking amazing pop punk band best uk pop punk band blah, blah 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 and so yeah there's always been an element of like we should maybe play into that a bit and i think that's where it changed on this record i think with the piece in the panic like i said like you know being in a pressure cooker the writing experience was was pretty intense and also the kind of like the expectation was like was there too because we were following up a record with life's not out to get you that people fucking absolutely love and adore so um i think this time around following up 
the peace and the panic, but the peace and the panic just allowed us, it opened doors for us to kind of be whoever we wanted to be. And that's what we said, like about that record. I think the big takeaway from that record was like, we were quite free to do whatever we wanted then really uh, after that. And that's kind of manifested in this now where we have written a record that I think people haven't necessarily expected what they've heard. And we've written quite a diverse record, but managed to tie it all together well. And there's like a thread going through it rather than just like being this collection of songs that's kind of like, oh, you've got one song that's got fucking Sam Carter on it, but then you've got another song which sounds like it could be a Boyzone track or something. It's like, there's, there's more to it than that now. It's, there's a missed thread that runs yeah. through it. And I think just like personal growth and just development and just like not, I think any pressure that was there, a lot of it was probably placed on us, placed on us by ourselves. Like, I don't think, I think there, there were people, you know, that expect a certain something from neck deep, but I think we feel it the most and then end up chasing our tails with it. Whereas this time around again, I think just early on set the precedent of like, we can fucking just do whatever. Let's just do whatever feels right. We wouldn't have been able to have all this, like all distortions wouldn't exist or like sound how it does or be the same record without the peace and the panic. I know that like might sound obvious, but it was, we, we were, I felt like the peace and the panic was experimenting a little bit and like trying new things, like not one, like, I think we could write life's not out to get you again in terms of like, if you just want to like straight out pop punk bangers, I guess if whatever you want to call it, that kind of thing. And we're just like, we don't want to do that. Like, we don't want to like compete with ourselves and do this and that, but all distortions wouldn't be the same without the peace and the panic. It like, even just kind of like teased to people like we're, you know, this is a new sort of flavoring, I guess, but it also helped us like refine the writing and also just refine our vision of like where we see ourselves going. How many, um, how many songs did you have going into the recording of, uh, all distortions? <sighs> We had a fucking lot of demos. Yeah, a lot of demos. Not, not, full, not full songs, but we had a lot. Yeah, I'd say like 20, 30 songs, maybe. Yeah. Like ideas, not necessarily full songs. Um, the song that we put out today, again, this is going to fuck up the matrix of when this is released and when it's recorded. <laughs> 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 uh, but, uh, I Revolve, like we had that for fucking ages. That song we had, um, when we went and did She's a God, we recorded that too, uh, just because we had time. So we already had that in the bank. And then I'd say most of the songs on the record we had probably for like six months going into it. And then when we were in the studio, I think we wrote... Pushing Daisies. Uh, well, that was all. That, pushing Daisies was like. And what took you so probably long? Probably sixty percent. What the fuck am I about? Pushing Daisies yeah. was a song that you had fucking years that you wrote for yeah. Laura years ago, um, but it sounded quite a bit different. But it was it was a demo that you'd had for years. But we like it came together in the studio, and I wrote all the vocals. This was there. definitely the most prepared we'd ever been going into a record. I feel with like in, like just pre-production and demos and kind of knew what we were doing, but still left enough room for ourselves to be like, well, if Squire wants to change something or, you know, we're totally open to, to whatever really. Squire was a key piece of that puzzle too. He was great. Like, like we say within half an hour of meeting him, it was like, this is the guy like spending six weeks in a remote studio in the middle of nowhere with someone. And, it, and yeah, based on our like first meeting with him and then, oh, he came over to do She's a God too, again, as another little like, well, let's see how we actually work in the studio. But he was just so happy all the time. And like, there were so many times where I would have thought anyone else right now would be a bit broken and a bit lost, especially with like an American coming over 
to fucking Monmouthshire. Like, obviously, being from South Wales, you guys <laughs> probably know well enough that Monmouthshire is like yeah. not exactly, you know, the most riveting yeah. place in the UK. Um, it's main, yeah, it's mainly green. It's just mainly green. Another good kind. Another. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another good kind. Um, yeah, just, <laughs> just trees and grass and sheep. A lot of sheep as well. Yeah, um, fucking, yeah, plenty of sheep. Plenty of floods as well. We found. We got to the week before we were in the studio. It flooded. Um, oh, good like a yeah. Lots of haunting shit as well because the uh, the studio we were in uh, was supposedly a bit haunted. We had a few weird experiences in there, and then we got into just like looking at haunted thing, and we found out that apparently Monmouthshire is one of the most haunted places in the UK. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Nice. Um, Which makes nice. sense because re- there's plenty of a uh, plenty of old uh, old shit there. Everything's very old. <laughs> but for, for an American coming over as well to experience that and not be like yeah. fucking hell, I want to go to Chipotle and a Starbucks and to just like actually get on with it was pretty <laughs> yeah. chill. Yeah, he was. He, he and you, you oh, could wow. take, yeah, you could take him somewhere and show him like a real castle and go, look, this one's not made out of plastic and pink. We've actually got castles over yeah, here. Yeah, look at this. Yeah, Check yeah. this out. Churches, the real, real churches, where the history comes from. Church. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he loved it, man. He had his kids come <laughs> over for a bit. Um, his kids came over with his wife for like a week, and they like went around the UK and did a few bits and bobs. And I think that definitely helped him. And I think it, also just like culturally too, like coming over and hanging out with like five, six, eight, eight other lads there, like British lads, who's like sense of humor know, is, sense of humor and yeah and we're all a bit younger than him and all that sort of shit but like he handled it like a fucking absolute champ like oh, was just yeah like Seb said just like the happiest dude all the time total workhorse as well and like again he was a big part for, for me like because I can fucking beat myself up go, like when we were doing records like if I am taking a minute to write a song I, I'm the first one to just start fucking beating myself up and I'd go down and be like yeah I'm really struggling with this song guys well that's I literally got doesn't matter. It's fine. Even if you don't write it, it's all good. No worries. There's plenty of workarounds for it. We'll just crack on. We've got plenty of other stuff to do. Don't stress. Go make some food. Go chill out. Go fucking smoke. Oh, nice. Do whatever you want. And he's like, okay, cool. So yeah, him just taking that pressure off was uh he was a definitely a, a key factor in the whole thing for sure. Yeah, it's good to hear when producers um yeah, kinda of get the best out of people and they don't have to be like you gotta do it now. You gotta fucking finish this vocal yeah, today. Man. It's so much yeah, better to be like, look, let's oh, try bro, it. We met, one produce- we met one producer. I'm not gonna say his name, but he was insane. <laughs> fucking mental. It was weird, man. <laughs> it was really fucking weird. We had to like leave his house kind of out of nowhere and kind of like sneak away from some of the crazy run boys run very fast run run. Run. it was like silently calling ubers we were like looking over like call the fucking uber get that fucking uber going now tell him to wait outside get that fucking engine running and let's just go and uh, yeah wow and we just had to fucking boost man yeah what were the red flags what were the red flags for the person well, first off, he oh, made mate, the of, first one. He made a fucking cup of tea in the microwave for a start. That was the fucking weird. That was oh, the worst. Me. Oh, one of I them. Said, fire to his oh, that was a big strike. Because he big thought, strike. Because he, he was like, oh, you know, I've got British. Don't reveal too much that. because I don't want people working out who he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In a coded way, he was like, you know, got some. Uh, he he. he was telling us about his family and it's a bit so he was like i'll make you a cup of tea i'll make you the best cup of tea you've ever had and i was like mate get that out of the fucking microwave stop putting a tap water on a fucking tea bag for a start what oh no yeah he literally what he did he fucking put the tea bag in the 
in the in the cup, went to the tap, put cold water on the tea bag, chucked it in the microwave, and then a oh, dirty God, microwave. So, yeah, it was horrible, man. And then, but yeah, like Seb said, he was just bragging so I'm much. I'm talking so like, much shit about other bands he's worked with and stuff. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and just like as well is even his like his wife coming in and being like, he's gonna he's gonna work you to the bone. He's gonna make you want to quit and make you want to fucking kill each other. I'm like, why the fuck would I want that? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> trying to big him up, and it's like, no, that's the last thing I want. I don't want to kill my fucking brother. I'm fine. Like, I I like a chill fucking environment when i'm trying to work i don't want to don't want someone to scream at me like i tell you what though those tour diaries were being very interesting if that had <laughs> yeah. happened I, think, I don't think we'd have a fucking album to, to show no, we for said, it, We literally said that. I think <laughs> Sam said, like, when we left the house, he's like, I swear to God, if we did a record with that guy, it would be one of those records where you know, you, you'd announce you're doing it, and then a year later, you'd be like, sorry, guys, the record's not coming out. It's just like, it's... Yeah. It'd be some kind of monster version too, but it'd be some kind of monster 3.0. It fucking would have been. It, it just would have killed me. would have absolutely killed me. Insane. Absolutely insane. Um, so one thing I wanted to bring up, and Ben, we talked about this and really dived into the history last time you, you came on the podcast, but with the whole fuck neck deep, Ben's dad owns a record label movement. So two things I want to mention with this is, Seb, have you had to put up with this? And B, Ben, do you think you should bring something else into the band now just so Seb's got to put up with all something to put up with now he's in the band. I mean, Seb's been, I think Seb might have even fucking brought it to light in the first place. Yeah, Seb's a fucking, Seb's a pro lurker. Seb, Seb, you had it in your bio for a bit, just lurker. Uh, um, Because Seb, Seb will, you know, Seb ran our social medias for a lot of, uh, for, you know, quite a while. Um, and so he would see all these fucking stupid comments and would be like, look at this. <laughs> and he was the one who brought it to light. Like, look at this ridiculous shit. Oh. And, um, yeah, um, it was that. And then from there, I think, did you do the original one set? The original? Yeah, yeah, I, th- yeah. I threw it on the, I threw it on the end of a demo. I think we must've been like right in that song or something. Like when we saw it and I just like, I didn't even do it into a mic, I think. I think I just did it dead quick into like my iMac, like said it just dead annoyed, I think, and taking the piss. <laughs> but then you redid it for the record and it sounded exactly the same as how I did it. And I was like, is that still my demo one? You're like, no, that's me. And it was, it was, that was pretty wild. But in terms of getting a new one in, I don't know. I don't know what the most recent, like, actually, I do know what one of the most recent, like, crazy fucking things that people have said. But I actually think the person that said it is maybe a bit mentally unwell. So I don't know if it's (laughs) the right thing to be like, look how crazy. But basically claimed that I was the son of um, Elton John and uh, Princess Diana and that my real name is Pat. <laughs> He's a fucking next. Oh, I love a good rumor about band members. This is fucking. Of course, now I see it. You look yeah, exactly, exactly like, like Elton John. Dan. Half and half. Hold Elton. On, oh, I had some fucking shades up here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan, you're gonna have to get a screen cap of this. Oh, like we love we love conspiracy theories on this, but I mean oh, that's next level. Yeah, oh. rocket man. These are actually my girlfriend's prescription, and they can make me feel a bit sick. But um, yeah, they're not quite the most Elton I can get. But you can see the resemblance clearly. Yeah. So, are, are you going to try and get 
back into the royal family some of them um yeah now that fucking harry's uh or will whichever one he's fucked off i reckon the door's back open for me to be honest <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, again, a cushy, cushy little allowance in a fucking country home somewhere. I'll take it. Fuck neck deep, mate. Fuck. There you go. That's yeah, new. Fuck neck deep, mate. Ben's, <laughs> Ben's dad's Elton John. Or fuck neck deep, Ben, mate. Ben's, Ben's down in Balmoral. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fuck. I like fuck neck deep though, because that's always like summed up the ethos for me of like we don't take like we don't take ourselves seriously. Like I, we take what we do seriously, but like. I've always seen it as like we're no different than fans. Like we're just the same as you. We're like there's there's no weird artist fan barrier kind of difference. We're 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 idiots, as I'm sure you can be idiots too. Yeah, and it's like as well. Like if you can't laugh at yourself, people are just going to laugh even louder at you. People are just going to laugh even harder, and they're gonna and and it's 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 kind of like i think people that take themselves too seriously open them up to sort of open themselves up to way more sort of criticism especially these days you know what i mean it's like people can get fucking torn apart for for, for taking themselves a little bit too seriously whereas all the people look at fucking lewis capaldi man like that guy literally does not take himself seriously at all and he's like you know one of the most loved kind of musicians in the world at the minute and fucking rightly so that's almost like half of, that's like a big part of who he is yeah, for sure. And like, I think it's a big part of who we are as well. The fact that like, I think fans see that we are too. Kind of approach- yeah, I think that we are approachable and that we are kind of like, we're not super serious. We're not going to fucking bite people's heads off over fucking, you know, some, some, some petty shit. Like we really don't care. And, you know, um, the attitude has very much always been like, well, you know, if you ain't with us then fucking just find another band to listen to whatever but if you do like us sick let's laugh at this stupid meme of me fuck that's one that stuck with us as well around about the same time as the fuck neck deep thing was a meme of me it looked like i was crying hysterically but it was actually talking about me but going into seb's room and fucking doing stupid things for sigs i ate a, a scotch bonnet chili hole and just cried my fucking eyes out and shat hot fire for three days for about four sigs nah, I, think. I think that four was a ten- i think that was a tenner that was a tenner that was a little bit oh, more tenor. Tenor. Yeah. all right okay so i could have bought my own sigs then at that point that's a good deal to be fair yeah, it's full pack. It's full pack. It's got to be worth the, the ruining of the ass for that. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Um, so that was a good meme that stuck with us for a while. But you know, I'm happy to. I'm happy to laugh at myself. I don't care. It's yeah, whatever. It's the way, man. It's the way. Like uh, people, people can see through people who take themselves too seriously. People just, it's just daft. It's like the fuck neck deep. Like when when I was in the blackout, we did we replaced some forty one at download, and we had a giant backdrop that said "fuck the blackout." Just because we knew that everyone there who'd come to see some forty one was going to be fucking tamping, <laughs> and so we we had as we came on, we had two sixteen foot um, inflatable hands came up and do that as well, <laughs> either side of the stage. Nice. Um, might pinch that off you. I was going to say we might pinch that one off you. We recently ventured into the world of uh, inflate large inflatable stage uh, props. So, uh, we've we've got a guy now, so we can uh, make that. Ooh, we got a well, guy. What we did was we we had we had to rent two hands that did that, and then we had to tie down. We had to tie down all the other fingers. Like so it like slowly like on Phoenix Knights when they get Sammy Snake, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the, the bouncy gap, they have to tie down the massive yeah. shot. <laughs> at any point, at any point, all fingers could have just 
Oh, it's the black. Oh, yeah, fuck the blackout. Yes, the man. <laughs> what? That doesn't make sense at all. This doesn't mean. Um, but yeah, something I wanted to mention is, uh, yeah, you guys did a tour with, um, very briefly, I guess, with the Blink One A Two and Little Wayne. Little Wayne, full title. I'm not short now. Little Wayne. Um, how how was Little Wayne? How was that scenario? It was interesting interesting seeing how the rap world operates is fucking mental like he is his crew and everything was sound we 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 saw way more of his crew than we ever saw of him he would literally rock up 10 minutes before his show if that sometimes he would rock up while his fucking band were like warming the crowd up he'd go on stage he wouldn't even play the the first half of his set was literally just his band playing his songs and he'd turn up for half an hour do a few bits and then and then fuck off again and that was it really and there was no and and some days he just wouldn't turn up which like, nah fucking not about it this this time um just not going to turn up um and Imagine so we that. so we were happy but it was <laughs> it, it was a bit weird it, all his boys were cool he had a lot of assistants a lot of assistants who uh, we one of the early first first few shows we were sat with uh, sat with some of his crew and we were just have a smoke or whatever and we're just like oh so what do you do for wayne like uh assistant like i've known him for years i've known him since i was like a teenager so like i'm an assistant all right cool sweet man what do you do i'm an assistant oh would you so they're basically just his boys that he just hates to be on the road with him and there was one of his boys i can't remember his name he was a good lad though um and every day before the show he would sit in the sprinter van that they had roll a massive fucking blunt soon as wayne turned up he'd literally spark it up for him passing the blunt wayne would walk on stage with, uh, with it and then he would just stand side stage with a little tray a lighter and a bottle of water and just be like if you want the split on it it basically had a split tech wow. so wow. you know something to, something to aspire to I'm going to put this out there now on this podcast because if you don't put it out there, if there's any rappers listening to this, and number one, why are you listening to this? Number two, if you need somebody to roll joints for you, I am available. Take me on tour. That is my new calling in life. Yeah, yeah. Then on the go, joint roller. <laughs> I, saw, I saw Snoop Dogg. Um, Snoop Dogg employs a guy who rolls joints for him for 40 grand a year. Fuck off. Fucking hell. Sold to me. You got some fucking really? competition there. I'm going to be applying for that job. Jesus, <laughs> 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 free weed and all the luxuries you want. Let's let's go. Yeah, literally, or like the lifestyle with it. Jesus. Yeah, my friend did security and drive-in for a uh, Snoop once, and he was saying that um, every morning he would wake up and when he'd go to the driver's seat, there would be like an ounce of weed just there for him, for my for my friend, and he was saying when they were over here, they went to Microsoft. And Microsoft was like, oh, you can have whatever you want. So Snoop was having, like, loads of Xboxes, loads of games, whatever. And then when we were finished, he went, oh, yeah. And um, everything I love, Phil will have as well. <laughs> and they just give it to him. And I was like, I've got to get a job for Snoop. So that's the dream now. That's what I'm aiming for now. Mate, we've, we, got given, um, we got given a fucking PlayStation once by uh, Taco Bell. They gave us all PlayStations out of nowhere, and mm. that was sick. But fucking hell, I, I, I couldn't even muster myself to be... Like, I hate asking for free shit. Like, I feel like such a fucking cheeky bastard being like, go on, can you, can you sort us out with anything? Snoop, literally, it's like, right, you're not only you giving me thousands of pounds worth of free shit, but you're literally giving my boy it. It was of no relevance to you, but you're going to sort him out. 
that kind of swagger and confidence just comes with being a rapper. Um, yeah, probably just having a massive knob and not giving a fuck to anyone. It's <laughs> like, huge bollocks, just massive balls that just can just say whatever he wants and just yeah, because he's Snoop. He can just it was kind of like that with Wayne, though. You felt like he could just do whatever the fuck he wants, really. It was one of them. I think the only dude that bollocked him or, like, even kind of give him a bit of what for for being late for a show or something was this absolute legend who worked for... Uh, he worked for Blink, and he was from St. Helens, but he's, 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 he's fucking toured with Queen and all sorts. He's lived in America for, like, 40 years, and we used to fucking wind him up calling him Chris from the Wirral because there's a running joke in our band that the Wirral is shit, and we always say that West's from the Wirral, just even though he's definitely not. It's just, like... It's the Wirral and Norwich, the two places where we're like, oh, you're from fucking Norwich. Oh, you're from the Wirral. West from the Wirral. <laughs> but Chris from the Wirral, um, one time, got right in fucking Wayne's face and was like, what the fuck are you playing at? In what fucking time do you call this? Blah, 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 blah. Wayne literally just ignored him like he wasn't even there, but it was still like, fucking hell, bollocks on Chris there. Jesus. Um, yeah, if it was Snoop, I imagine it's very much the same thing. Can't really tell him fucking anything, really. Mm. Yeah, I, who does he who does he report to? Like, what happened? Like, if Lil Wayne doesn't turn up to gigs, is that that's it? Like, like he just doesn't get paid and he's fine with it? Like, I, I, pretty I much. Just, yeah, he had his t- he, he had like obviously he had a TM and he had his manager out on a couple of shows and that, but it was very much just sort of like they were just like, yeah, Wayne's Wayne's not turning up today. Deal with it, basically. And um, sure. I can't work out if his if his job as tour manager is the best or worst job ever because it's either brilliant because you go yeah he might fucking turn up i don't even care i haven't even filled in a day sheet i don't even bother anymore or you're constantly shitting yourself going oh is he gonna come i've got to explain to people he's not gonna come um yeah i think his his tm was quite a g as well so i think he was just like what fucking who cares um but yeah we he, he had pretty tight security as well we weren't really allowed to like it was quite early on. It was like, just don't... F- Blink were total opposite. Blink were like, oh, get your fuck, whatever. Come and knock on our doors whenever you want. Come and fucking thingy. But with Wayne, it was very much like, don't fucking bother him. I think Danny said he said hi to him once, and that was literally the only interaction anyone had with him. Well, Sumter, our fucking merch guy, he was walking out the shower one day with his little fucking, you know, his little... Uh, fucking hack it fucking shower gel bag or whatever that you got for Christmas and a little towel and that. And uh, he suddenly found himself merging with Wayne's crew and Wayne as they were coming off stage. And he said he was just like in the middle of Wayne's crew, like this big white guy in the middle of like all these dudes, like these absolute G's walking along. And he was just there with a towel wrapped around him like, oh my God. He said he got a little nod off him though. And that was about it. So. Unbelievable. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely I love uh, I love I love hearing people in bands interactions with rappers. It's fucking brilliant because none of us we all look at rappers and for some reason they seem to be on a different level to us. They are man. The rappers are the new rock stars, man. It's like rappers just can just do whatever the fuck they want and nobody seems to give a shit really. Um, the second a rock star like an actual dude in a band starts, everyone's like fucking hell fucking outrage and whatever so you know whatever it doesn't bother me I, I didn't get into it to be a fucking to, to be a rock star but it's still just like some of the shit that rappers get away with man it's fucking mental and the way that they just the way they live as well you look at them and you just go yeah you've got more money than I will ever fucking than I could ever comprehend and just 
whatever, whatever. Um, it's weird. It is, it's definitely different worlds in terms of like touring and that for sure. Yeah. Well, obviously we, we won't keep you too long now because uh, you need to go and celebrate the release of the record and everything. Uh, but very quickly, Seb, really, if you could give us a little bit of a download of some of the bands you've worked with as a producer, because you know some of the list includes like Waster, As It Is, Rome. I, I mean, could you really t- talk to us about the, that side of producing and now changing that into becoming producing and songwriting for other bands as well? Um, It's... It's, I say it's all the same, really. Like the 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 good secret source shit always goes to ND whenever I'm writing. But um, I, it's all just friends and like that I've made through made through the band. And like I I feel like the biggest thing that I take away from like production is just making friends with people. Like the the people that it's this thing of like being genuine about what you do and giving a shit about what you do and like being stoked to work with people and like. It's the same with the band being genuine. People see that and they want to keep coming back to work with you because you genuinely give a shit. But yeah, it's, 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 it, I, I, like, I treat all bands I work with the same pretty much. I give every band I work with, like, sounds like a fucking ad, I know, but like, I, gi- I, I give them all the same <laughs> amount of like attention and dedication to whatever it is. So it doesn't matter if it's a band with 100 monthly Spotify or someone like ND where it's fucking however many monthly listeners it's like my ethos on it all is just like it all reflects on me too you know so like there's a bit of bit of me in all everything that I work on somewhere it's got my fingerprints so I want it to do well so I'm always going to give it like a hundred percent I think of you Seb, as well one of the main things and you know I talked to mum about this because mum's obviously like oh isn't isn't he wonderful and you know all this and it is it surprises me how much of a because obviously you're a brother. I know you're, you know, better than 99% of people. Like I know that you can be quite a quiet, chill guy and not necessarily even want to, uh, you know, be out and be a social, you're not a social butterfly by any means. But then when you're in the studio with bands, you can be with a band that you've never met before and make them feel totally and utterly comfortable. Um, you know, even if it's a case of like breaking the ice a bit and being like, look at this stupid meme I found, mm. look at this stupid YouTube video I found, like let's, you know, just kind of warm up into it. And I think you get to know the people in the band whilst also recording them. And I think that kind of reflects well on you. And I think that's why bands want to work with you as well, because I think they come in knowing that they're going to get a good, uh, a good end result out of it all. But I think a lot of bands too end up coming back because they just end up having a good time and, and, and comfortable working with you. It's always a fine balance between like making a great record and doing whatever it takes to make that great record, whether or not that makes people happy or not, but still trying to make everyone happy and like feel like everyone in the band had a part of that record and was like involved in some way. And like you say, like being like not really a social butterfly, I think because I'm like a bit weird around people or a bit anxious or whatever, I can only imagine for them like how weird it like being so vulnerable and like with your music and especially vocalists and stuff, how vulnerable it is to like come into the lion's den almost. So like I try and set it down early that like, I'm a fucking weirdo, normal <laughs> loser. Like, don't like, don't be, don't be intimidated at all. It's, it's, it's all chill. There's no good and no bad, no right and no wrong. Is, is there, as a producer, is there a, a misconception you get a lot that kind of people or bands don't really know of? I, I think the like, I think the term producer has been blurred over like the last 10, 15 years because of technology and stuff. So like, 
a producer 10, 15, 20 years ago was like just the kind of overseer almost, like I say, like a Rick Rubin or somewhere like that, where they kind of, they don't touch shit. They're just there kind of guiding it and put having their input. Whereas now it's like producers kind of have to have like be firing on all cylinders and be like sharp on everything. So like the expectation from bands is like, I think they do like, expect quite a bit you know what i mean even if it's just like mixing or whatever like if you're a producer you've got to be able to mix master if you want you've got to be good at i say got to this is all just my opinion but like be good at writing like people skills like editing you know what i mean like on these huge records 20 years ago it was like you'd have an editor and an assistant and an engineer and a drum tech and a this and a that like you've got to be all that now and i, I think bands i think bands do know that um but mis- misconceptions like maybe like i don't use any outboard gear like i ha- like of course i have like an interface and like i have a kemper and some other bits and bobs but like everything i do is like plugins and in the box like i've mixed eps on headphones and laptops i've mixed it like wherever whenever so like maybe like because i've been doing this 10 years people are coming around to it more but just like you don't need crazy gear and a crazy studio and all this stuff to make like a great sounding record like okay like with all distortions we recorded it in a fucking million pound studio or whatever with all this crazy gear but like i mixed it in a bedroom like it's on on a computer and and a, on a, and a set of monitors it, that was it do you think um you'll do any more producing for other people now or are you just concentrating on uh neck deep no, for sh- for sure. Like neck neck deep is is number one. Like touring all that shit. Like it's it's my priority. But when when we're home, I still want to be I still want to be working. Like I've I've yet to discuss properly with my girlfriend because we have like it, it didn't fucking happen because I'm I'm home now. But um, yeah, I, I'll probably more than likely want to spend some time at home with my girlfriend and just chilling and unwinding. But I know after a week, I'll just be itching to fucking get back in the studio. So yeah, if you're listening, hit me up, baby. Well, I was just about to say, are you taking, are you taking submissions and stuff? Cause if you are drop a, a let, yeah, let the people know an email address. They can submit stuff. Yeah, to for and sure. Then... Oh, sweet. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, Sebbarlow.com all on there. Nice. Yeah. Booking all my portfolio and shit. Yeah. Hit me up. Ben, have you got anything you want to sell us uh, non neck deep? Um, nah, I'm a fucking piece of shit, man. I don't do fucking anything. Um, nah, not really. Listen to neck deep. Um, other than that, maybe you might see me on Twitch. Maybe have some head to head on FIFA. That's about it. Other than that. Um, or maybe actually, uh, something I'm sort of involved with. Uh, check out Lovers Tattoo Studio. That's a tattoo studio that me and, uh, well, West, West is a co-owner along with like the main tattooer there, but, um, I've been involved from its early inception and, um, yeah, we, we make some merch and some t-shirts every now and again, but if you're from the Northwest or from anywhere really, and you're listening and you want to, you want a new tattoo, um, yeah. Lovers tattoo in, uh, in Chester in Northwest England, check it out. Awesome. But otherwise nice, it's, it's all ND. <laughs> and with all that now as well is there anything else we can expect from neck deep i mean what's the plan going forward hopefully get on the fucking road sooner rather than later we have we have got dates for um september december uh through to december in the uk and the us um we we've kept those dates um in the hope that some fucking divine miracle happens either 
you know, some kind of higher being comes and just strikes us all down and ends all this misery, <laughs> or science prevails and we get a fucking, uh, you know, a nice little vaccine. Um, option B, be cool. please. So, um, yeah. Yeah, option B would be nice, but, you know, I would maybe take a giant fucking alien coming out of the sky as well. Oh, we do it. We are due a giant UFO. We are due one. Bring it on. We fucking are, aren't we? Come on, man. Let's fucking go. Tom DeLong's just waiting. Tom DeLong's there just looking at the sky every night. I know. Come on, Tom, man. Pull through. Pull through. Prove prove the doubt is wrong. The truth is out there. He kind of did the start this year, didn't he? They put the, yeah. those videos out and they're like, yeah, they're real. And I was like, fucking go on, Tom. I saw those six months ago or something. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Like, yeah, the, the beginning of this pandemic, people were so like, oh, fucking hell, it's a virus, there's a virus. The US government went, oh, UFOs exist. <laughs> yeah, and just like, yeah. whoop, just UFOs exist, in. by the way. And then just walked away. Whoa! And everyone went, what? Oh, pandemic? And he's like, no, 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 UFOs exist. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we've, we've got those dates. Um <laughs> I'm sure. Content, more yeah, content. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure uh, we'll... we'll we'll have more concrete sort of information about that sort of stuff. Cause I mean, to be honest, it's not looking fucking likely, is it? But, um, we've, we've got them locked in and, um, we're just open that we can do that. But if not, um, yeah, just loads of content, um, and loads of, loads of just good shit for people to, to, to like and subscribe and all that good shit. Nice. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you so much for doing this, boys. It's been a fucking real treat. Yeah, thank you. Looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it's always a good time. Thanks for having us again. M- much better this time, if I, if I, uh, if I will add. <laughs> You've got a lot better. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's because we're not in person. That's why you can't fucking yeah, see yeah, yeah, it. I think it's because West's not here. I think he fucking oh. really I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but you've said it. Well, thanks so much, guys. Uh, Best luck now with the record and everything, and we'll catch you soon. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Take it easy. Yeah, no worries. Thanks Thanks for having us. Quality. That was excellent. Yes. Love that. Love Neck Deep. Love the new music. Lovely. Yes. Very much enjoyed speaking to Ben and Seb. Great catch-up, lovely boys. Super interesting to hear about uh, producers and how they work and stuff as well. Mm. Um, I love that. I love the chats that we have with bands where I find out new stuff and how different people work. It's just super interesting to me, and I hope it's interesting to the listeners. Um, Because if it's not, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's a different insight, isn't it? And like for me, like... I love that just the stories that come out of like one producer was a bit crazy and they all have to get Ubers to get out of it. And, I, and as you could hear, I was deeply offended when whoever this was made a cup of tea in a microwave. And Sick to that, bastards. I tell you that me and Sean will find you. We will interview you and we will ask you why this happened. That is awful. Like, why would you? I think he must have been doing it as a joke to wind him up, man. Maybe. You can't say to a British person, oh, I'll make you the best cup of tea you've ever had now, and then fucking put it in a microwave. Like, <laughs> surely. <laughs> you cannot do it. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's illegal. That's mental. I think it is. It, oh, if any police are listening to this, uh, let <laughs> us know uh, how oh, many years you get charged it, for that. Yeah. Yeah, if Sting, Stuart Copeland, or the other fella are listening to this, yeah. do, you think, do you think people can be jailed for microwaving 
tea. Anyway, yeah, All Distortions Are Intentional is out now. Go and check it out. I've listened to a couple of the singles so far and uh, it's belt in. I've very, very much enjoyed the song Fall lately. Mm. Yeah, you've been saying, yeah, really enjoying all the tracks on the record and they've got loads of different kind of vinyls available as well. There's loads of mad colour schemes to this record, so go and check it out on Deep's website or your local record store's website because I don't know if, wherever you listen to this, you might be allowed to go into a record store, you might not be able to, but the internet exists and that's probably safer. Yeah, definitely wear a mask or don't if you're a pussy. <laughs> Um, yeah that's all I could say on that um, thanks again to Ben and Seb for coming on let's hope we get to do a neck deep three neck deepest <laughs> I, would, I, would, I reckon we yeah for that we're gonna need Ben and I'd like Danny on yes. and then we'll get real deep we get neck deepest I reckon but the third so in the trilogy the third film is always the weirdest because like Back to the Future 3 they're cowboys um, oh fuck that film fuck that film uh, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 isn't the best of the series um, yeah, of course it's not Secret of the Ooze is number 2 yeah um, you know I, I, Terminator 3 wasn't very good um, yeah so what you're saying is let's not do a third one with Nekti no I'm not saying that I'm saying how weird can we make it that's what I'm trying to Oh, come on now. You looked me in the eye when you said a via camera. How weird could we make it? Yeah, well, I'll just turn up in the buff when I... I'll turn up in the buff. <laughs> oh, oh. It, it, it starts with that, and people, and they're going to be like, oh, I can't even look, Sean. Oh, that's going to be dreadful, and then it'll be weird from there out, won't it? Nice. Um, well, we've got that sorted. So, Danny, if you're listening, <laughs> we're looking forward to speaking to you soon. Oh, and also keep an eye on those tour dates, because Neck Deep are supposed to be touring in the UK and the US the end of 2020 but with everything going on obviously that might change so keep up to date with everything on their social media pages and while we're speaking of social media pages obviously go to one of the best accounts ever on twitter and instagram at sapman pod and give it a cheeky little follow at sapman pod one of the best accounts on instagram and twitter um is it maybe they should find okay, out okay cool yeah definitely uh, follow us at Pod at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D on Instagram and the Twitter what else was it Morg? is there, any, is there anything you want to talk about anything you want to mention uh, oh I'm in a band called Raiders yes you um, are Raiders Band UK yes Raiders Band UK on everything um, we have just had four songs back that are mixed um, which are fan bloody tastic. So, if anybody's interested, we will hopefully, maybe, possibly releasing one of them quite, quite soon. So, give at Raiders Band UK a follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Bumble, Grinder, t- uh, Tinder, Field. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of other ones. I don't know if is there is any other ones. Um, uh, fabswingers.com fabswingers.com uh, yeah anyway never mind anyway <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so this has been episode 87 it has um, I can't believe we got to 87 that's bonkers isn't it it's always bonkers um, um, but yeah one of the reasons we've managed to get to 87 is because of the absolutely beautiful beautiful souls of our Patreon community. Yes, that so is without, correct. Without those guys, we definitely wouldn't have been able to have done this. We definitely wouldn't be able to have kept this up. 
and I might have been dead by now. So thank you so much for keeping me alive. Yeah, we've literally made a community of some of the greatest humans who have ever lived. Um, so thank you very much to everybody who's become part of our Patreon. You can do it for as little amount of money as you possibly want. Every little helps to uh, use a trademark by a supermarket. Um, so yeah, check out patreon.com forward slash sapnen. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash s-a-w-p-e-n-i-n. Join our community today. Yes, today we need to say a massive thank you to everyone in there. We love them very, very much. As you head to the description of this episode, there's loads of names we need to thank. But of course, Sean is going to give a massive shout out to the elite members of our community. They've probably changed their name to something weird. I have no idea, but we're going to find out together. Yeah, yes we are. Thank you very much to the absolutely lovely Dana Lasnava, Mayumi Liwawe, Kylie Wheeler, Mitch Perry, Amy Chilvers, Emma Barber, Lee Kibum, Armadine Urbano, Drew P. Wiener, Nathan Croshaw, Willie Fisterbottom. Oh, here we go. Waco Yan Tanke Dances with the Wolf. Dances with Eyebrows. I bound to have pronounced that wrong. Dan Gleeballs, Liam Connolly, Anita Bath, Michael Engler, Tom Owen, Drew Styles, the Maxin Dancing Champion Campion, Ivana Tinkle, Justin Harris, Justin Harris, Justin. I'm trying to work out how they're all rude. Mike Huntis Wetty. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Oliver. Oliver Amesbury, whose name is Michael Huntis Wetty. Um. Simon Amos, Kate Stevenson, Pat Hiscock, Lucy Diaz, <laughs> Seymour Butts, Erin Howard, Becky Andy, Martina McManus, John and Emma, Hoof, Hoof Arded, Marcy Jacobson, Louis Cook, Kieran Lewis, Sarah Stewart, Sandra Kuacek, Jamie or Jamie, Mike Cunningham, Morgan's head fly was buzzing about his shout out last week, Livy Cropper, James McNaught, Isaac Cox, Nobody take that bit out and just use that bit. Uh, Kelly Cannon, Tallulah Grant, Stuart McNaught, Samuel Griffiths, Amy Thomas, Sharif Awadali, Jenny Robson, Tony Michael, Lydia Henderson, Nula Clark, ASAP Snickers, Amanda Hug and Kiss, and Shanye West, the presidential race dropout. Thank you very much to absolutely every single one of those nutters and everybody who's involved with our Sapnin Patreon community. You're all amazing. Every week you do something that blows my mind and makes me super, super proud to be involved with that group, let alone be involved in the starting of that group. Unbelievable. Thank you so, so much. It genuinely, it means the world to me. Like, even if all the other listeners to this podcast stop listening to this, please don't. In brackets, please don't. But if we only had those people, that would be I would be absolutely proud. So thank you so so much for being involved. Sorry I got a bit of emo then. Very emo. Hey, Sean, this whole podcast, every one we've done has been emo. That's what we are. But we're kind of like proud parents, aren't we? I mean, I love seeing everything, everyone get involved with each other. And yeah, it just literally brings a smile to our faces each and every day. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts, everyone involved in the Patreon community. We love you very, very much. And thank you to anyone who's been listening to this podcast. Uh, make sure to click the subscribe button 
whatever platform you do it all helps and share it with your friends put in your Instagram stories and go back and just listen to previous episodes if you want even more of a neck deep fix episode 12 is where you want to go for our original Oof. chat with Ben and Matt and there's a whole host of some of your favourite ever bands yes we have covered loads of bands from metal to pop punk to emo to acoustic to pop to uh, extreme me- metal what, to, go, country, to country to country to acting to only fans comedians only fans I forgot about that yeah that was a good one episode 69 <laughs> anyway um, yeah if you've got this far how but also thank you um, we love you very much might be some sapping merch coming soon I've been saying that now for a good good nearly two years and we've only brought one t-shirt out so we'll see thank you very much to anybody who's sending us design ideas and stuff we love them and we appreciate them very much and we will get around to it um when my brain isn't on fire yes thank you very much to everyone he's been sean smith i've been the now very smart morgan richards <laughs> i knew i was coming <laughs> now professional journalist morgan. he's been absolutely nobody sean smith and i've been somebody with a first degree in journalism morgan richards <laughs> fucking sapnin sapnin you fucking show off prick You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. <laughs>